Hey guys, my name is Lisa M. Waring and this is Real Talk, a podcast where I discuss more extensively movies and TV shows and how art imitates life, imitates art. Today we're going a little bit light. We're going to go check out Disney Pixar's new movie, Elementals. And let me just say, the trailers were a little bit misleading. Bruh. As always, spoilers ahead. Let's get into it. We see a red ship coasting along on a body of water. On board is a fireman and a firewoman. Man's Bernie, woman's Cinder, and Cinder is Preggers. Not gonna lie, guys, I was getting like Fire Nation last Avatar vibes. Even the ship kind of gave me that vibe. I'm with it. They reach the land of Element City where air and earth and water live in harmony. They are basically the new immigrants and they are not met with warm smiles. No one will rent to them. In fairness, these places are built out of trees and wood. I'm not trying to bring fire in either, so I kind of get it. They find an old rundown building and decide to rent it. I'm not sure with what money, because as far as I know, they only came there with a hope, a prayer, and a blue flame, which is like a kind of the core strength of the family, something like that, from the old country. Cinder has their little baby ember, and they end up fixing up the place and turning it into a shop where they sell fire goods. This part of town where they settled in it's kind of like it's not in the city it's just on the outskirts of the city and over time it starts getting filled up with other fire people and fire families and pretty soon they have their own little immigrant fire neighborhood ember is getting a little older she's helping with the shop and it is very clear that her dad not a fan of water people he don't like them more time passes and now ember is a young lady, possibly college age. She is helping with her dad making like these coal foods. It's fire food. It's clear she's going really fast and dad is struggling to keep up. He's going way slower. Somebody is feeling their age. Amber's on the cash register. A customer walks in and kind of starts uh, pesting her a little bit, trying to push to get like a free sparkler. And the sparklers are buy one, get one free. He just wants to get the free one. That's not how retail works, sir. Ember loses her patience. She kind of blows her fuse and everything around here goes like, it's like, okay, so it does go on fire, but they're in a fire type place. So it doesn't burn everything to the ground. It's just what's near her got burnt, basically, including the guy's food. Her dad, Bernie, slides in, smooths everything over with the customer, it's all good. We learn fairly quickly, Ember has a little bit of a temper, even more so for somebody who is fire. So I'm talking, her temper is so serious, you got other fire people going, yo, I have never seen a purple flame before. That girl is spicy. Her mother, Cinder, is a matchmaker. She has her little office where fire couples come and they do a little ceremony where they light some sticks, she smells the smoke and it tells her if they are a match or not. She has a nose for love. Some of us could benefit from that. She calls out Ember how she has no smell emitting from her, so no love, and she's probably going to end up alone. Even Elements, 
get pressure from their parents to get hitched. Nobody is safe. Amber heads out to go on her deliveries. She runs into a little earth boy named Claude who has a crush on her. He tells her they should go to the city together. One, no little boy, you're a little boy. Go do some homework. And two, Amber don't go to the city. She stays right in Firetown. The city, Element City, is not really fire friendly. It's a lot of water and stuff going on. No one really accounts for firecrackers coming through. So she makes all her deliveries, gets back in time, and beats her dad's old record, which impresses him. So much so, he decides to make her in charge of Red Dot Sale Day. It's some huge day of the year for their store. He tells her if she can keep her composure, keep her temper, then she might be ready to take over the store. Well, it's the next day. The sale has begun. She's heading it up. And if you guessed that she lost her temper, congratulations, you get a cookie. But instead of blowing her fuse inside the store like she normally does, she runs to the basement to try to keep it under wraps and explodes in the basement. Major problem. It causes the surrounding pipes to kind of burst. Water starts spilling into the room. She's basically fire, so it's going to be a problem. She manages to use her heat to weld the pipes back shut to stop the water, but not before a water guy slipped through. He's now in the basement with her, which wouldn't be that big a deal if it wasn't for the fact that he's a city inspector. Bruh. Of all the basements of all the world, he had to come into hers. Now this inspector, his name is Wade. These names are cute. He's crying. He's crying because he has to write up a violation. Several violations because apparently when dad built the place, he ain't do no permits. Pipes aren't in good shape. He is going to shut the store down. Amber can't have that. Not her dad's life work. She ends up chasing him out of the store, down the street, and into Element City. Yeah, the place she won't go, she's going. And now she's like a fish out of water. Or fire out of water anyway it's a fun chase they're slipping through cracks they're elements they're they're made of nothing water fire chasing each other going to the city she's trying to avoid setting little trees on fire and she chases them all to city hall and ah just misses it getting him he makes it inside ember is distraught she sits on the steps and just starts talking to herself like what am I gonna do that's my dad's shop his health is already not the best right now if he loses the shop it'll kill him I'm gonna let him down Wade overhears all this and he really feels bad but he has already submitted all the violations so he takes her inside to Fern yeah this is an earth guy his entire office is like a jungle it's beautiful Wade tells her, hey, tell Fern your story so that he won't send the violations to the big dogs upstairs. Ember is kind of like, no, that's private. I don't want to tell him. So they're going back and forth. And basically, Wade pushing causes her temper to flare up. This girl is one short fuse. Guess what happens to an office full of plants when fire flares up? Yeah, she burned all the leaves, all the all the plants. She even burned off all the leaves off of Fern's head. 
Looks like I'm going home early. Fern's basically like, well, and he sends her violations forward because you destroyed all my plants and you took off all my leaf hair. I'm writing you up. We're done. He tells her her dad's store is going to shut down within three days. So Ember returns home, distraught. She goes back to the store and finds that it's closed early. She runs to the basement where she sees her parents are trying to repair all the leaks because what she closed up didn't stay closed. Other pipes have started to leak now. Her dad goes, hey, what happened down here? And she lets them believe that Wade, the water guy, caused it. But she also didn't tell them who the water guy was. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. So they have no idea he was an inspector. They don't know that the shop is getting shut down. It's a little sticky icky. Her father, Bernie, can't understand where all the water's coming from because technically the city shut off the water to the pipes in Firetown years ago. Because, yeah, what does fire need with water? Very suspicious. I just realized there's no villain. This is a good story, but I would have liked a good villain. Bring back the villains. <laughs> Bernie and Cinder, her parents, they tell her why they left the Fire Nation. I'm sorry. They call it Fireland. Apparently, a big storm had come through and destroyed what Bernie and Cinder were trying to build. And they knew they needed to leave. And that's how they end up coming to Element City and building their life. This tugs on Ember's heartstrings majorly. She promises, hey, nothing's going to happen to the shop. Ember, I implore you not to make promises you can't keep, my girl. The next day, Ember goes back to City Hall where she waits outside for Wade's boss to plead her case. Wade shows up, lets her know, hey, the boss is not here. She's at a game. So that's where I'm headed. Ember joins him and they head to the game. Air people versus air people, basically clouds. I don't remember their team names. I think one was the Windbreakers or something. Wade takes her to the stadium, the arena. Uh, where they find his boss, Gail, who is a cloud, air, Gail. As she's trying to plead her case, Gail's like, hey, move, Gal. I'm trying to enjoy my game. This is the playoffs. Wade loosens the crowd and loosens up Ember. And they end up all enjoying the game. The game finishes... Her team wins, so Gail's in really good spirits. She starts talking to Wade and Ember about a leak that they can't seem to find. That's probably where the water's coming from because they definitely shut off water to the fire town years ago. So they make a deal. If Wade and Ember can find that leak by Friday and fix it, her dad's store will be saved. That is all Ember needed to hear. Let's go. They start brainstorming of where to even begin. And Wade tells her he was at the outskirts in some canal area when the rush of water came through and brought him into her basement. They just need to find the source. So they hop into Ember's hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. I appreciate it, bump y'all. They're floating in the air through the city, laughing, having a good time. Ember opens up and shares a personal story. Ember tells Wade that when she was a little, little flame, little girl, her dad took her to the museum so that they could see the Vivisteria flower, which is this special flower that can grow in any element. Water, land, fire. 
Don't even bother, guys. I already looked it up. This is a fictional flower created just for the movie. They would not let Ember and her dad, Bernie, attend the exhibit because they said it's too dangerous to have fire inside the museum. Get out of here. Go home. No flower for you. They were ostracized. And then a few years later, the museum had a really bad flood and closed. So she never, ever got to see the flowers. Ember blames her temper for getting her into this whole mess. And Wade says a temper is not really a bad thing. Whenever he gets a temper, he realizes that it's probably his mind or himself trying to tell himself something that he's not ready to hear. Ember blames her temper for getting her into this whole mess. And Wade tells her, hey, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Whenever he has a temper, he takes it as a sign that he is trying to tell himself something that he is not ready to hear. You might be onto something, Wade. They find a gate that's broken and it leads straight into the ocean. Okay, clearly that's where the water is coming from. They grab a bunch of sand bugs. <laughs> sand bugs. <laughs> sand bugs. They grab a bunch of sandbags and plug up the hole as a quick fix just until they can get the crew out there to permanently repair the door. That's when Wade asks Amber out on a date. Okay, somebody is feeling somebody. Amber doesn't want her dad finding out, so they got to keep it hush, hush. They agreed to meet about the movies the next day. We get a montage of them going to the movies, hanging out, taking pictures, dancing, having fun, falling for each other. Her mother is starting to smell something on Ember. Wonder what it is. This whole time that they're hanging out, they don't touch because elements don't mix, especially fire and water. It could be disastrous. Ember gets a delivery of flowers filled with water. She takes them and goes straight to the basement. The water in the flowers is weighed. He snuck in to give her bad news. The sand bags are not holding well. It's not gonna hold off the water much longer. And the crew that is supposed to fix the gate. Yeah, he kind of pissed them off with some other thing he did by accident. They're still holding a grudge. The deadline's tomorrow. Shop's about to go bye-bye. Just then her dad comes down the stairs and he's like, whoa, whoa, why is a water dude in my place? I'm not about these people. What's going on? Wade passes himself off as a food inspector. Bernie does not believe him because Bernie's not dumb takes him upstairs, and he forces him to eat what I can only describe as hot coals. Wade manages to get them down, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be on the toilet for a while later. Bernie basically kicks Wade out of his store, and Ember and Wade agree to meet up later that night at the beach to try to create more sandbags. When they meet up, Ember ends up creating glass with her fire as she sit in the sand and she molds it into a really cute glass ball with a flower in it and hands it over to Wade, who is so amazed. This chick is awesome. This gives Ember an idea though. They go back to the bridge. Well, not the bridge, but you know, the, the broken gate. She takes all the sandbags, she turns it into like tempered glass, plugging up the, the whole, the broken gate and fixes the problem. The tempered glass and the formation, it looks so pretty. Wade starts to cry. This dude is very in tune with his emotions, I must say. So I forgot to mention that Wade's father died before the movie started and 
he never got a chance to mend that relationship and he encourages Ember to tell her dad the truth. Ember goes back to the shop where Bernie tells her that he has seen a change in her, that she seems happier, she's calm with customers. The shop, when it's time, will be in good hands. This makes Ember freak out because the shop could be gone by tomorrow. So she sneaks out and goes to visit Wade. She's anxious to find out if Gail has checked out the gate yet and see if she approves the, how they fixed it. Wade tells her to relax. He's waiting on a call from Gail, but she can come up and meet his family. Oh, it's getting serious, huh? His family is very receptive of Ember. They give her a warm welcome. They're very open. The house is cool. Very cool. Very watery and things like that. Only the uncle kind of makes a faux pas. He's like, oh, man, you speak English so clear. Ember says, yeah. It's easy when you've been practicing all your life to speak it. Face plants. So they're all sitting down at the dinner table telling an embarrassing story about Wade when he was a kid because that's what family does. His brother accidentally breaks the glass pitcher. Ember's like, no problem. I got it. She grabs up all the glass pieces, uses her heat, and remolds it into this really beautiful, like, designed glass pitcher. Everyone is blown away. They compliment her. They're in awe. Wade tells her, told you you were special. You get some really good, cool points, Wade. Wade's mother, her name is Brooke, by the way. Brooke, these names. Tells her she has a real talent for glass making. Amber tries to play it down, but her mom's like, no, it's, it's a real talent. Wade suggests they play their favorite family game, the crying game. This family's so connected to their emotions that the game is not to make you cry. The game is to... Try not to cry. Everybody losing. And it don't take much. It's Ember and Wade's turn and Ember warns him, hey, I have practically never cried. Good luck. Wade hits her with butterfly, windshield wiper, nothing works. Then he digs down deep and he pours out his heart to her, telling her that he was drowning until he saw her light. It's a beautiful statement and one tear falls from Ember's eyes. Congrats, Wade. You broke her. Then the phone rings and it's Gail. She is ecstatic. The glass is working. The gate's protected. The shop is saved. Woo! Everybody's winning. On her way out, Brooke, Wade's mom, tells Ember, hey, just so you know, I made a call to one of my friends who works at the design glass company and they could use some interns. She put in a good word. Ember thanks her and leaves. Wade follows her. Ember is mad. And Wade is confused. He hops on her bike as they head back to her house. Wade's questioning her. Why are you so mad? My mom didn't know that you want to run your dad's store. Dudes are so thick-headed sometimes. Newsflash, Wade. That's why she's mad. She doesn't really want to run the store. And she tells him such. She realizes, that's not my dream. That's my parents' dream. I don't want to do it. So don't do it. That's what Wade's advice was. Like, tell him how you feel. Tell him what you want to do. They end up having a fight because... Wade doesn't understand that for Amber, her parents gave up everything to come to Element City, build a life. That store is their dream. That's her dad's dream. How do you repay people who gave up everything for you? Amber feels trapped. That's what her temper has been trying to tell her. She doesn't really want to run the store, but she feels like she has no choice. Those are your parents. They gave up everything for you. That's the story of the immigrant. Just then, Cinder, Amber's mom, catches them. She's like, I can smell love all over you. Water and fire cannot mix. 
This is news to Amber. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm not in love. Wait, what? So they rush inside, sit down in her mom's little office, and she says, light the sticks. Amber lights hers. Wade doesn't have any, you know, fire to light his. Cinder's like, see, can't mix. Wade isn't going down that easily. He gets up and uses the reflection from Ember's flame through his water body as a magnifying glass and creates enough light to light his stick. Mm -hmm. Smoke comes from the stick and Cinder smells it. Before she can say anything, they hear Bernie's voice, her dad. Oh, Wade has got to go. Cinder and Ember get Wade out of the store. And kind of played off like, oh, we're good. Nothing's wrong. Everything's good here. Bernie tells her he's got great news. He's decided to retire and give her the shop. In two days, they'll have a ceremony. Great. Just what Ember wanted. Ember goes back to Wade to kind of end things. But Wade ends up surprising her with a trip to the museum. Yeah, the flooded museum. With the help of Gail who creates a huge air bubble for Ember to go inside. He takes her down under the water in the air bubble where she gets to see the vivisteria. Okay, that's a tricky word. Flower up close. Scoring some major cool points, Wade. They get out of there before the bubble pops and end up under a bridge. And Wade wants to hold her hand, but elements don't mix. Wade convinces her to just hold his hand. And guess what happens? Well, not nothing happens, nothing bad happens. They end up holding. Like his water gets a little gets a little boily, but it's not a problem. Like they're able to hold hands and then they start dancing. They're able to hold each other without any problems. They technically are holding their own. They're dancing and it's all wonderful. And then Ember snaps out of it. What am I doing? I can't. I have to take over the shop. Wade encourages her to tell her dad the truth. Ember hits him with, listen, we're not all privileged like you to chase our dreams. Her parents gave up everything to be here. So the least she could do is run the shop. Deuces. The next night is a big ceremony where Bernie will essentially pass the torch. Wade crashes the party and he starts professing his love and feelings for Ember. Ember says, nope, I don't feel the same. Her mom calls her out. Nah, she lying, she lying. I saw the smoke, their perfect match. Ember refuses to acknowledge her mother's words and tells Wade, nope, I'm not in love with you, beat it. And my man was out. Unfortunately, before he left, it accidentally spilled out that Ember was the reason for the busted pipes in the basement. Bernie is mad. First, she burst all the pipes and then she go around dating a water dude. He's not retiring no more. He ain't handing the shop off to her. Forget it. It's done. She ain't running nothing. Ember rides out to the city and kind of just sits on a dock, just clearing her head. At that moment, that tempered glass breaks because that was not going to hold up against water over time. A tidal wave of water is headed for Firetown. Ember hops on her bike and gets ahead of it. Wade is at the bus station bidding his family farewell. He is going to take his broken heart elsewhere. And they're all crying for his broken heart. They're all sad for him. Then he hears the sirens and he sees the water. Ember's in trouble. I gotta go. Ember's riding her bike on the high road. 
telling fire people as she's passing them, get to the high ground, get to the high ground. Water's coming. She saves a lot of elements this way because they're getting out of the way in time. Even her parents have made it to safety. However, the blue flame is still inside the shop. That's the roots in the family legacy. Ember cannot let that get burned out. She manages to get inside. Water is filling up the place. Wade shows up to help her. And they manage to get the blue flame out of the way of the water, but end up trapped in a room. Ember secures the room, making sure that no water is coming in. But the room itself is too hot for Wade. He's not going to last much longer. Ember needs to let the water in. Wade stops her. If the water comes in, her flame will be distinguished. He tells her he regrets nothing. And he's so happy he found her. Ember tells him that she lied before. She loves him. They hug. Outside, the water has finally receded and left. Residents are popping out, checking everything. I mean, the place is kind of like wrecked. Bernie and Cinder run to the what's remaining of the store, to the back room, get the door open, but it's just Ember and the blue flame. Wade is gone. He evaporated. I'm not crying. You're crying. Ember is distraught, and she tells her dad the truth finally. She doesn't want to run the store. She knows it's his dream, and she's sorry she's such a bad daughter. Bernie tells her, no. The shop was never the dream. She was the dream. Thanks, Dad. Information I could have used yesterday. That's not what she said. I probably would have said it. They hug, and it's emotional. Then they hear some faint crying, and a tear drop from the ceiling into a bucket. Ember walks closer, and then she starts naming things. Butterfly, windshield wipers. More tears start coming from... The ceiling, it is Wade. He didn't fully evaporate. He's still there somewhat. So she continues to start saying things that will make him cry. Good cry. Not, not mean things. Even her parents join in. To the point where Wade has fully cried himself back into his form. They made crying his superpower. Nice touch. So Wade is back. He's not gone. I thought for sure Pixar was going to gut punch me like they did at the beginning of Up. Still haven't forgiven you guys for that. Ember runs to him and they hug and share a passionate, steamy kiss in front of her parents. It wasn't awkward for them somehow. It was awkward for me. Now I'm just watching it. But okay, they cool with it. I'm cool with it. It's months later and Firetown has been completely rebuilt. They have a new filtration system so that the water doesn't affect them. It kind of seems like it's more together. The store now has new owners, a fire couple who are regular customers of Bernie and Cinder. Bernie is now retired happily. He's just eating and relaxing. Gail and Fern also shop there too. The wind chick and the the, the earth guy. So it's expanding. The client base is expanding. The customer base is expanding. There's mixing happening. Okay, less segregation. Loving it, loving it. Even Claude is there. You remember him, the little earth boy who had a crush on Ember. Well, now he's found another little fire friend, fire girlfriend to play with. He has a type. Ember and Wade walk in and they are greeted with smiles by everybody. Then we see Bernie, Cinder, and Brooke, Wade's mom, on the dock 
Across from them is Wade and Ember. They are bidding them farewell. Wade and Ember are going to travel, and Ember's going to take that internship, which is out of the city, a little far away. Ember promises that she'll be back as soon as she can. Bernie tells her, no, go live your life. Have fun. It'll give me more time to have hanky-panky with your mom. This is still a kid's movie, right? Just checking. Bernie tells her, go start your new life. They bow to each other as a sign of respect and love and bid thee farewell. Roll credits. Final thoughts. There were some similarities to Zootopia, but overall, this is a different story. The marketing did not do it justice. The trailers did not do it justice. I came in thinking it was just a movie about Fire Girl meets Fire Boy. It was more layered than that and had more elements and characters that spoke to the immigrant life, family life, classism, and the pressure of living up to your parents' expectations. I see why it gained traction over time through word of mouth. I think many people stayed away because they thought the same thing that I thought, and the people who actually went to see it cleared the air. The movie was pretty good, and the animation was spectacular. But how do you guys feel about it? Did you like it? Are you avoiding it like I did? Are you going to see it now? Leave a comment. Let's talk about it. If you enjoyed hanging out with me today, please hit that like button, subscribe, ring the notification bell so you can always stay in the loop. And just so you know, we are also on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and pretty much wherever you listen to your podcasts. Links will be in the caption. See you guys next week. Later.